Thank you for tuning in to the Once an Athlete podcast hosted by Emily Watson, Once an Athlete, Always an Athlete. Once an Athlete provides resources and relatable content for athletes that are either competing or no longer competes. This is also a resource for parents of athletes to help know how to support them. Anywhere from how to stay healthy physically and mentally to how to make a career choice, we will provide the support. Our mission is to provide resources and relatable content for athletes who compete or used to compete. Okay, so I have Jason Rogers and Jared Guerin here. They're from uh, Missouri. They own a um, facility over there in Missouri. Uh, Jason Rogers is an owner of Destin Performance. Um, He's a former collegiate and professional athlete. After ending his football career in 2007, he began his coaching career at William Christman High School. Since then, he has coached at Park Hill South and most recently Lee's Summit North as an offensive coordinator. Among the many accolades Jason has amassed, he is most proud of his ability to help young athletes reach their potential through speed and agility and strength training. Jason has trained all levels of athletes, ranging from Little League to professionals. Jared is the owner of Caring Mobility Transportation, which is a non-emergency transit company with wheelchair vans. Um, He played baseball and football growing up. He moved into more academics in high school as he thought he was going into law school. He attended Missouri Southern, and he ended up leaving college to to pursue music to pursue music full time. Um, he has a daughter named Myla who is thirteen years old and plays softball. Uh, so they both are owners of the Destin Perform- Performance Facility in Missouri. Um, they opened it up in 2020. It's a female oriented facility open for all athletes. So, can you tell us the story behind the creation of the facility? Yes. Um, so. Um, it, you know, it's kind of a, a, a very quick story. Um, this was about two years ago. I was talking to a friend of mine, um, Kaisha Mosey, and I was telling her a story of my oldest daughter and how, um, you know, if my oldest daughter had been a boy, um, you know, she'd be this dynamic athlete. And so Kaisha's reaction uh, really just kind of pierced me. Because the reaction was, you know, after all these years, this is still where we are, where, you know, our girls still aren't good enough and being compared to boys. And so um, really within that moment, um, you know, I decided, okay, I'm not going to be in this situation again. And I'm going to treat every uh, young female athlete, you know, just like I would any male athlete. And since then, you know, my life has changed and just how I see uh, female athletes and just women in general. And so that's really like where the birth of Destin uh, happened. And since then, there's just been incredible support and additions. Um, Obviously, Jared coming along and, you know, um, he and I just kind of hit it off right out the gate, him having a daughter and having a similar vision. Um, You know, that's that's how this whole thing came about. And it's been it's been a, a tremendous blessing and opportunity ever since. Yeah, I love it. I love the story behind that. And with that, how has being girl dads shaped your facility goals? Oh, gosh. Um, Jason probably knows a little bit better than I do. I only have one, and he has an entire household of them. Um, so he's got a little bit more to handle than I do. Um, I, I think it's a huge part. I mean, I, I, I'd say it's about 99.9% of why we do what we do here um, is seeing our girls have big dreams, you know, 
want to put in the work to achieve those dreams and then you know having other girls just like them see their success and want to know what they're doing and where they're going and who they're working with um so i think really just being it being that close to us and you know being a huge passion project and having something that's really tied into our families is, is a big part of not only why we do it but why it's successful yeah um definitely like being being just a girl dad and no matter how many you have is like you understand the what resources they need and it's super awesome that you guys put together this resource for them and the girls in your area have you ever seen any of your athletes face injuries or setbacks and how do they handle those uh absolutely um so what we've come to find out a lot of you know young athletes you know there's really two primary ways that they get injured and that's you know, obviously within the sport that they're participating in, but also um, not really having the physical um, tools that they need, whether it's, you know, the way that they stretch, the way that they prepare for the game or, you know, through strength and conditioning, plyometrics. And so, um, you know, a lot of our athletes that have been injured, um, you know, they, they respond. I mean, we've created a, a dynamic here where, um, they, they find the best way to get through it, you know, with their parents and whomever they're working with, um, just finding a way to rehab so that we can get them on the field um, or the court or whatever it may be as quick as they can. But uh, the direction we're headed, um, we really, you know, the hope is that we don't see too many injuries because all of our, um, you know, our lifting and the way we approach it, you know, our speed and agility is really to um, prevent injuries. And, and that's a big thing that we like to focus on. Yeah, just to, to add to that, I mean, even just directly for us, is, is Milo's had some issues in the past. Obviously, when she was coming up younger, she's broken both wrists and, and had to have uh, surgery on one of them um, due to some growth plate issues. Um, but a real big issue is that she deals with kind of a – a genetic issue that uh, goes back to hypermobility. So she has a lot of ability to bend her joints in ways that most people can't. And the, the one big problem that she has with that is her kneecaps like to dislocate. Um, and she's done it several times. Um, obviously, it usually happens, you know, when we're on the field and doing something in particular, or she's, you know, doing a harsh change of direction. Um, so her starting to train, you know, um, especially with Jason on a more physical level and strengthening certain muscles has definitely helped reduce the amount of injury that she even has to worry about. It's, it's made her more confident to know that her body's more prepared for those situations and it's not going to, you know, just immediately lead to injury and she doesn't have to play hesitant. Um, so for, for us personally, it's been, it's been really big for her to see her just kind of grow in, in spite of an injury. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's, it's something that you can't even prevent. It's something that is just, it's a part of your body. And um, I see some injuries that happen from like freak accidents or um, it's just something that they, they have that is a part of what they were like born with. Um, like it's something that they have to deal with for the rest of, of their life. Um, but I'm um, Jason, I'm glad you mentioned uh, preventative training because I do get a lot of questions about when to start training um, and what type of preventative injuries you do um, uh, injury training. 
do you do I know that in when I was in college we did a lot of work on like knees um I, I was just wondering what type of work you focus on uh, we we do a lot of focus um, on the core. You know, obviously everything starts from the middle and works its way out. Um, so, th you know, that's a big focus. Also, um, ankles, you know, I'm big on, you know, preventing ankle injuries because those are some of the most nagging uh, injuries and take, you know, quite some time. But then also anything that's ro rotated, you know, like the shoulders and, and things like that, elbows, you know, those kind of things that, you know, eventually we'll just be nagging injuries and take a little bit of time to recover from the, especially being, you know, softball and things like that, where you're constantly throwing and things like that. Like those are the things that we like to, you know, plan and, and definitely pay attention to. Yeah, for sure. Ankles are something you have to make sure you keep, you keep training and you keep um, making them strong because you're always. Absolutely. On, yeah. Um, especially in, you know, softball, metal cleats, the, those cleats don't have much ankle support unless you have, high yeah. top, but, um, usually it's easier to run around with the low, the low ankle, but yeah, I've, I've personally, I've, I've never suffered like a big injury, but I have sprained my ankle a couple of times and luckily I was able to heal those, but yeah, I think it's super important to strengthen those ankles. How? So how have you seen athletes transition out of their sports um, and what, what are some ways that they have handled the transition? And I know there's lots of ways, like we were just talking about injuries or just graduating and how, how have you watched that happen with your athletes? Well, I think for us, you know, I mean, just kind of my own story and situation, you know, you're, you're kind of programmed to get through your sport. And then once you know that the, the journey is over, you know, there's no professional opportunities or, or anything like that. It's like, okay, just go into the workforce, find something you can do decently and, you know, live life. And so um, the great thing about this situation is, and what I hope for young athletes to get from this is you don't have to go the conventional way. Um, I've been in social work for you know almost 14 years and, you know, and that's great. And there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I've learned a lot, gained a lot, um, you know, gained a lot of important relationships, but, you know, you can do stuff like this. Like you can open a gym that, you know, is focused or a facility that's focused on, you know, kind of a sport or, or just athletics in general. And so, um, but, but I've seen, you know, a lot of athletes just, you know, they're done, you know, especially softball, which, you know, breaks my heart because, you know, we all know that there's nothing after this. And, you know, you watched that, that World Series that was great. And, you know, Jocelyn Allo, you know, what is she going to do after this? You know, there'll be some USA softball opportunities, you know, or something like that, you know, but there's nothing professional, so to speak, um, after this, you know, except for like some kind of, you know, a smaller level league, which, you know, and so it's like, um, you know, we created this in hopes that, young athletes will see that, you know, you can go a different route. You can take the skill that you've spent all your life on and, and do something, you know, similar with it. Right. Yeah. And I believe Jocelyn is going into the WPF, which is a new, um, a new league for professional softball mm -hmm. players. And also AU is happening. Also, that's also fairly new. Um, I played in the national pro fast pitch league, which is, I don't think it exists anymore and it's just softball. I feel like it's having a hard time hanging on to a, a league. Mm -hmm. because exactly. I, I just wish that it was in the Olympics consistently because I feel like that yeah. would be a huge difference. 
Yeah, and I think the great thing, especially for our area here, is if if I'm correct, I believe WPF is actually opening their season in Kansas City. Um, I think against uh, U-A-A Pride um, here, gosh, it might even be here in the next week. I mean, it's, it's pretty quick. It's coming up here pretty soon. Um, you know, for us to have the opportunity here in the Midwest to um, have something like that is awesome because it is going to bring in some of the biggest names that have played the sport in the last couple of years. Because um, I believe that's the league that's also commissioned by Lauren Chamberlain, is it not? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Also, one of my um, one of my past uh, interviews. If anyone wants to check that out, she's she's super awesome. I really love how much she's doing for this sport. She's creating opportunities and she's building the sport to be like have more opportunities after after college, which is super awesome. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And just to add to kind of what you were saying about athletes and kind of once again the sport, uh, you know, here at Destin, we've got four former Division One, you know, softball players. And the cool thing is, I think, is to see them, a lot of them, you know, are anywhere from one to two years removed, you know, up, up to, you know, having been out for quite a while and to see where their lives have taken them, you know, since, you know, leaving the sport full time as a player and transitioning into instruction. Because I think what a lot of these, you know, players understand is that not only do they have, you know, probably – 12 plus years experience themselves they've gotten a chance to learn from coaches that maybe have a couple dozen years of experience you know either coaching or playing the game and that they have a lot of knowledge that they can pass on to the next generation of kids um and, and i think that allows them to you know fill that hole a little bit you know not totally um I mean, I think you can agree as a former player, there's nothing like stepping onto the field right into the middle of the competition. But I think being able to kind of continue that vicariously through their kids' success, you know, the ones they're working with day in and day out that they see, you know, in a cage, in the tunnel, on the field, working hard. And to know that maybe they've had a small part, you know, in whatever they're doing, um, you know, with their teams, whether it be school or travel ball, um, I think it's really cool to see for us just because, you know, it's nice to know that they're willing to give their time back to our community and our girls and, and pass on those things that they've picked up over the years. Yes, it's I just love the idea of giving back to the game and um, learning, for, learning from the best, taking it in and using it and then teaching the next girls and then it's just going to keep the sport being great which which is i just want to keep reiterating how positive that is in life and 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 it's just super awesome to be able to be a part of a sport like that and be able to um learn and grow and keep girl sports um thriving so what kind of mental performance training do you incorporate in your facility uh, like Jerry said, I mean, we, we have, um, you know, multiple people that come in and do lessons and, you know, they're, they're, they're very competitive, very tough on all of the athletes that walk through this door. But I think a huge part of how we develop just that mental aspect of the game is, uh, what we do over here in the weight room side of things or our speed and agility. Um, uh, we make it very competitive. Uh, it's very tough. And so, um, a lot of that character is built in this room. And, you know, as athletes, we know that the stronger, the more explosive we are, the more confidence we're going to have. And so um, that's really how we build that mental aspect along with the individual and, and group lessons um, on the other side.
Yeah, one of the big things I think, not only as you know being part of Destin, but also as a parent of a player who comes here to train, is seeing the um, the, the little lessons that are taught in between the lines. Yeah. Um, as far as you know, um, when they're in a group setting and they're doing a speed and agility course, and you may not be doing a rep right now, but somebody is, and mm-hmm. to cheer that person on, have their back, be positive, you know, give that energy that you've got to them to make them better because they're going to turn around and do the same thing for you. And it's your turn to go. And I think just the little lessons like that, to be able to tell girls like, you know, it, you know, you know, we're here as a group, you know, a lot of what we do are team sports, you know, I mean, unless you're doing something that is truly an individual, you know, um, competition. I mean, at the end of the day, like you got to look to your left and look to your right and rely on everybody around you. Um, so I think, you know, teaching these young girls that they need to build each other up, you know, breed confidence among themselves um, and, and be their biggest, you know, cheerleaders outside of coaches and parents and, and, and family. And, you know, yep. that those are the people they got to rely on, you know, from, from one inning to the next, from one game to the next, you know, and, and just, you know, teaching them like, it's okay. You know, it's okay to, to do those things. And, and if anything, that's, what's going to, you know, really help push all of you to be better. Um, you know, one of the things we do here at the facility is we do also have um, a trainer in-house that does boxing instruction. And I think different stuff like that um, also helps, you know, breed a much higher level of self-confidence in these girls. Uh, you know, cause same deal. We've spent years and years and years with female athletes, you know, being, uh, you know, held to a different standard than male athletes and, you know, you know, are they good enough? Whether are they getting paid enough? You know, are they getting enough opportunity? You know, that there's enough questions out there for these female athletes to face, you know, day in and day out that if we can do anything to help breed some confidence, you know, within them and understand how strong they are, you know, how much drive they have and that there is no dream too big for them, I think is is huge. And it's, it's cool to see these girls come out of here, you know, dripping in sweat, but a huge smile on their face. Absolutely. Yes, I love it. And uh, first of all, Jason, I really love that you mentioned um, building that confidence because, you know, if you're putting in the work, you should be able to build that confidence. And and that's that's huge on the mental performance. And then, Jared, I just I cannot reiterate enough that the whole positive attitude makes a huge difference. Like, what are you going to do when you're pulled from the game? Um, you better not go and pout. You're going to cheer on whoever came in for you because that's, that's the best thing a teammate can do. Um, what, what are you going to do when you strike out? You're going to tell the next person on deck what you just saw and you're going to mm-hmm. cheer whoever came on after you and ask them to pick you up. Um, it's just, it, there's no point in pouting in anything. I, um, I love that you guys are incorporating that into your, your facility because that makes a huge difference in teamwork and that wins championships. You see Oklahoma, they get excited every time something positive happens. They, they pick each other up and that they just won the entire thing. Um, so I think that's super huge. I think yeah. it's about like it's shared success. I mean, because at the end of the day, no one individual person on that team won a national championship. Yeah, sure. Jocelyn Allo gets a lot of attention. You know, Jada Coleman gets a lot of attention. Jory Ball got a lot of attention this year. But there are, you know, probably 20 other girls on that roster that whether they were, you know, helping push players in practice, helping with warm ups, you know, keeping track of stuff in the dugout 
or just there cheering these girls on and being, you know, a positive influence from the sidelines. I mean, that, that all matters. And girls have to understand that, you know, you may not be the one out there making the plays, but it doesn't mean you can't have an impact on your team. Right. Exactly. It's, it's so important. Um, and I, I don't know if you guys heard this, but Oklahoma run ruled so many people that they're, pitchers they only had to go out to defense five innings like a lot of their games so that it's that to me that says like hitters have their pitchers back like i i absolutely love their whole team dynamic and they all bought into one common goal and i just i think that's what makes a huge difference in in sports in general do you guys have anything else to add i mean i know we've gotten the opportunity to listen to a couple of your podcasts and they've been awesome um you know, one, one thing that we, like I said, we kind of have built a culture around here is, you know, not only for the athletes coming up, but a home for, you know, the former athletes. Like I said, you know, having four former Division One players, you know, in-house that are giving lessons, you know, from hitting and fielding to pitching and catching um, is huge, you know, because uh, that was one of the big holes we saw in our area was that, you know, there's, there's plenty of places for the boys, there's plenty of places for you know, baseball instruction, um, you know, not that there's not softball in our area, uh, but that there really just wasn't, you know, too many places that were solely dedicated to female athletes and giving them, you know, a place of their own. Um, but but knowing that, you know, for a lot of these girls, there's, there's not, for a lot of them, there's not going to be a lot of opportunity after high school. And for even less than there's not going to be a lot of opportunity after college. Um, so trying to give them the tools that, you know, will cross apply to the rest of their life, you know, that they can go to college, get a good degree, get a good job, but still, you know, be leaders, you know, uh, be confident in themselves, you know, not be afraid to stand up and, 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 and point out what's wrong um, and, and have a voice. So I think that's really huge um, as far as what you're doing to give a lot of former athletes a voice too, because you just, you just don't understand unless you, I think you've been in those shoes. And, and for me personally, you know, uh, it's, it's really inspiring to hear those stories and, and hear what those people, you know, have gone through and dealt with. So, so it's, uh, it's awesome. We, we really appreciate uh, you having us on. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you very much for recording this podcast with me. I think it's huge to get all different perspectives and I love what you guys are doing to help grow the game and, and keep things positive and um, create the create softball and all female sports and all really all sports to have resources and, and a place to get better and have that team atmosphere. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Spotify at Once an Athlete, Facebook at Once an Athlete Crew, and find our channel on YouTube, which is linked on the header of our website, www.onceanathlete.com.